on the, some of the minds of the board members is at our January meeting, we took action with the interim finance director and we gave that 10 days, which would have ended February 1st. We understand the board was totally ignored on that. The city has a charter that's there for a reason. The executive of the city of Derby cannot create positions, cannot set salaries. And that's what bothers the board. The total disregard for this board of aldermen. At this moment, this administration is spending unauthorized monies that the city's taxpayers have had to pay as their taxes. This must cease immediately. The fact that we have to still discuss this three months later does not bode well for the people involved. And that's regarding what, Ron? The interim uh, finance director that is still employed that you set a salary for and that you employed him on your own. He, he's not an interim finance director. I don't know what he is now because we had nothing to do with it. He is, well, David is the interim finance director and he's handling that. Keith was brought in for, um, for the projects that were in, in, uh, involved for years that were there due to Patty's passing and fixing the short, short-term fix. So basically it's, it's not out of the, um, what was it? The, uh, the funding that is still in there. So it's not out of the office out of there or out of the, uh, the funding or line items and stuff like that. So there's nothing extra out of there from what we got there and that he's fixing up a bunch of stuff that we need to go. I mean, David is not here, but just for the uh, Turco in the middle school projects, which are years and years involved, he has a, a, a total, uh, knowledge involved in these whole projects where if we had to go out and hire someone to come in and go through all the uh, information and stuff like that would have probably been thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of more to get these lawsuits and everything done. So I, I look at it nothing different than hiring a plumber or heating and air conditioning. Uh, so whether it's just the person that you're against having there, that would be just like hiring a plumbing company that you didn't like. So it's the day-to-day operations of this. So if it's like a, a bad plumbing uh, uh, a toilet or something like that, do I have to come to the board every time to get a plumber in there to fix it? This is a fix that we need in the finance department. You have to follow the charter. You have to follow the charter. It's not mm-hmm. the person. It's the way it was done. Ignoring this board. We're the only ones that could do what you did. You can't do what you did. Okay, well, we had to get this fixed. We couldn't leave the citizens in dire straits here. I mean, we had so many open things. With We're here. Where the board is here, we can meet on a, on a couple of days' notice. It's our authority, not yours. You know, we spend a lot of time. We're all volunteers also, you mm-hmm. know, and to be disregarded this way. It's not the person. It's the way it's done. Well... You know, it needed to get done. It was still an executive set. You know, it was still an executive, um, an emergency decree with things going on here, too. We can look at it that way. So you guys gave me the authority for it, too. So. And just to be clear, I'm sorry, Andrew Back, the chief of staff, um, Alderman Sill, 
the one thing I will say is this is not unauthorized money being spent. I would say that if, if whoever's filling in in Patty's role in community development to do that job, that money's already been budgeted and that job is being performed. Now we certainly, it can't be me. It can't be Carmen. It can't be Pam. It can't be the mayor. Um, it can't be our existing staff. We're back trying to backfill Patty's role. So I think attorney Marino can even speak to some of the institutional knowledge that, that Patty had as it relates to even ongoing litigation that the city is facing. It would be cost prohibitive to go to anybody else other than Mr. McLiberty for the closeout of the middle school, which is set to probably net us over <coughs> some of those ongoing projects. So I understand and I appreciate that for, it maybe wasn't communicated actively that, Hey, by the way, Patty, since Patty passed and there's so many open things with which Keith is familiar that no one else is familiar He's being slid over to community development and being paid a, a, an hourly rate to do some of that work in his off time while he's in his new role. So, you know, from an operational perspective, I'll take that on me as the director of operations that, you know, from that, that we didn't communicate that in any kind of thoughtful way. Um, but it's also a finding that, you know, and, and I'm mayor, former mayor Dugato referenced the, the old findings of the audit as did Alderman Wadomski. We've had that single point failure for a long time and it really caught up to us here um, with Patty passing at when she passed after taking some time before that to take care of her, her sister who's sick. And I hate to even be talking about this publicly because Patty did a great job, but she took a lot of time towards the end of the year. And she, I remember her saying the week before she passed to us, Drew, I can't wait after the new year, I'm going to get back and catch up on all these open things. As we all know, that never got to happen. So it didn't make any sense for anybody else within the operation here that we currently have to take that on. And it certainly didn't make sense to bring in somebody from the outside to make sense of who's who and what's what on some of those capital projects. Mr. But Walsh, can follow, the follow the charter. That's all you can't do it. What you've done, you can't do. Mm, I, well, I mean, it's just why, you know, it, it could have been communicated, you know, it, 10 days for the, the, the finance director role, you know, when the interim came in, you know, it's very easy to say, listen, Ms. Finn passed away. We need help. We need Keith here for this purpose. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it comes off as hiding it, quite honestly. It, it does. I mean, Mr. McCliverty was here in January. And it has nothing to do with him. It has all to do with the communication from the administration, which there was none. Yes, Mr. Marino. Yes. Uh, hi, it's uh, the Marino Corporation Council. I just want to clarify uh, for uh, the, anyone listening. First, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, this uh, may be simply a communication issue. I, I disagree with uh, Alderman Sill that this was an illegal uh, uh, action by the mayor, that, you know, for a couple of reasons. One is uh, there was a declaration of public emergency declared by the mayor, and he has extended authority under that declaration that has not yet been rescinded. So he did have the authority notwithstanding the charter. Uh, to take action in the best interest of the city. Uh, these were extraordinary circumstances that were being, uh, that the, the administration was being faced with based upon the transition in the finance department and the death of, uh, of uh, Patty. Uh, and so, but I, I do want to acknowledge, uh, uh, Alderman Sill, that I appreciate your, uh, you're raising the issue because it, I think it's more of a communica communication issue. I don't, uh, but I don't want there to be a perception that it was 
illegal under the circumstances because we are operating still under a declaration of public emergency and the mayor does have, he doesn't have emergency. emergency authority. He doesn't have emergency authority. Under the declaration, he does, sir. No. no. I know oh, then it's Barbara. Wasn't the declaration due to COVID? Right. <laughs> the executive and, and order, but once that, so how does that relate to, to somebody's passing, which, you know, for, you know, I'm, I'm honestly every month, you know, everybody misses Patty, but I think it's at a point now that we can't use Patty's passing as to where we're at. And I, I think that's got to like cease, but right. I don't understand because that ex- emergency order was to do with COVID uh, issues. So maybe next in the two weeks, we need to put the declaration on and that needs to be rescinded. But I, I don't know that that's the, I'm, I'm not following that. Right. So, so under the uh, declaration of a public emergency, once declared, the executive, the chief executive in the uh, municipality has authorities to take actions that are in the best interest of the municipality while the declaration is in place. You can have a, a discussion as a board whether or not you'd like to make the request of the mayor that it get rescinded. But as of this moment in time, it has not been rescinded. So, uh, and again, I, I, I just want to say uh, maybe maybe too diplomatically because I appreciate uh, Alderman Sills' statement. I think, uh, but I do believe uh, agree uh, with uh, Sarah that I believe this is uh, a uh, communication issue only i don't think it's an illegal action by the mayor and shouldn't we know the terms even right now the, uh you definitely and specifically the emergency i mean we should be able to know what patty dropped you know what was not being done we should know these emergencies where the shortfalls are it's well within your right to request Ron, I, met, I missed what you said, but did, is Keith still getting paid from the city? Is he still performing work? Yes. I don't even think he's a resident of Derby anymore. His house was sold a couple of weeks ago. Well, there's a lot that of brings, that brings another, that brings, I mean, not for, for right now, but that brings other issues as to uh, places he held on boards and commissions. Right. And committees. Yes, I wasn't even going to get involved with that. I'm just talking about the disregard for the Board of Aldermen. Um, and, um, you know, he has access to a lot of things in the city that we need to be aware of that he's still doing. You know, it's kind of an open end that needs to be closed. We could have a special meeting. I'm willing to meet anytime to figure this out. No, I mean, we have the middle school. We have to get closed out. There's 400,000 coming back from that. That's, that's eight years. Short-term fixes. There's a lot of things that are out there. You know? All of a sudden, we got to finish it out. It's eight years. Well, no, no, that, that is coming towards the end, Ron. But there's 400,000 out there that's coming back to the city. And that's that has been out there for a lot of years. That's yeah. good to know. But we still need to know the terms of his employment. That's public now. Timeline. Transition. Is there a timeline, Mayor? Um, we had a timeline. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we can get Patty's position filled, um, and then we can transfer a lot of that stuff over there. I mean, it's within the budget. It's uh, it's, it's already um, 
too long. It's an existing position and it's in the budget. Yeah. You know, I mean, we got a temporary person down in WPCA collecting uh, funds. Does anybody know that about that? We probably weren't. She's there temporarily. All right. So she's being paid temporarily to collect, to collect fees because Mary's not there anymore. Patty's not there. Keith has the institutional knowledge on this. And he's, he's graciously helping the city out because he's been a member and a citizen of Derby for so many years that he wants to see just a lot of this stuff taken care of. And as soon as we can get that other position filled out, that can get handed off just like the uh, finance director was handed off. And that will be paid off with uh, Patty's position. I mean, well, it's Barbara. I think we need to, I mean, this is a discussion that needs to happen further because honestly, we, we had a deadline you know, we had a concern about somebody's terms of employment with the city. One of my big um, feelings here is that, you know, we have somebody who terminated their employment, still working here, still has access to confidential information, to personal information. Um, You know, that's a concern for me. And uh, I understand, yes, we want, but, if it wasn't enough time, the time we gave, then somebody should have came to us and said, you know, we need additional time, but now we're, you know, we're going to be in April. Barbara, he, handed off just, everything. he handed everything off to David. David is doing the day-to-day operations for finance. Okay. Mayor, I have a comment. I listened to the board um, taxation uh, minutes uh, video and David said that Keith is handling the audit audit. So he's, I mean, that was mentioned in the meeting. Whether he's, I don't think he's handling it. I mean, he's assisting maybe David for information on it, but he's not handling it. David is in, he's the uh, acting finance director and he is the one that's handling it until we get a full-time finance director. So can we hear what he's getting paid? $30 an hour, $30. You got cut off, Andrew. I couldn't hear you. $30 an hour is the rate that Keith is getting. And if we had to go to Robert Heff, where we went to get David, we'd probably be doing $70, $80, $90, $100 an hour to get all the information out of Patty's computer and handle all the things. So I think we did due diligence to save the taxpayers of Citizen Derby a lot of money. And just to address Mayor uh, Alderman Duvado's comment, in terms of the audit, uh, again, Patty, you know, because you were here, Patty was dealing with the auditors for half the year and they were in the building with COVID. We haven't seen the auditors in this building. There's been a lot of digital back and forth trading of files and things like that. So if Keith has any role in that, it's the parking garage account, which we still are backlogged from 19 with information um, that fortunately, again, and I, I don't want to ever bring up Patty. I don't. That was not done yet because I think she had every intention of doing that in January and handing it to the auditor. That wasn't even begun. The whole year's worth of, of uh, QuickBooks for, for the parking garage. So the general fund stuff is done. The Board of Education stuff is done. The bigger stuff is done. It's these little one-off accounts that we have separate grants and capital projects that it just doesn't make sense to bring in an outside person to rebuild all those things and have to understand where to get that information. So, again, I, I agree with, uh, with Corp Council's uh, assertion that this is a communication issue. And again, I'll take that on myself and on the administration. I don't think it's Mayor Zekin's fault in a day-to-day operations. That's my fault. 
So if anybody had any questions, we're all readily available, happy to answer. David will be on in two weeks, as he always is for the, the department head reports. But as you know, we're paying him an hourly rate uh, that is substantial. We pay him for 30 hours a week. And between the tax board meetings and however many hours he have here, we don't even have any hours to spare to have him on this meeting tonight. So we have a finance director that's an interim at 30 hours. Where, where, do, where do we think we have the staff to, to have the bandwidth to do some of the other stuff outside of the budget, the payroll, the payables, all the things that happen in our already short staff finance department? I just, I, I appreciate the question and I understand the question. I think David can address it more carefully. I can just tell you being here every day uh, that we're doing the best that we can with who we have. So if we had to tap a resource of someone who has institutional knowledge here, that was a prudent thing for the taxpayers of Derby. So I resent the implication that it's an irresponsible to the taxpayers of Derby. It was a prudent decision, whether it was communicated to this legislative board when there was really nothing to legislate I'm, uh, I, I don't know. Clearly, it wasn't communicated clearly enough. So that's on me. So I, I don't really have anything else to say about it. 